welcome everybody to this episode of the Awakened Intent podcast. My name is Chris Bale, and today uh, I'm joined by Jakob, who is being kind enough to give his time, energy, and to to share this call, to share this this podcast episode for the next hour or so. And I'm assuming he's uh, most likely come with questions or topics to delve into a little bit deeper in a way that um, my intention is hopefully that it can be of assistance to wherever you happen to find yourself today. So, Jakob, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Likewise, likewise. So would you like to intro yourself a little bit? Maybe just um, allow people feel you for a moment, share maybe a little bit about where you are, um, how you've come to this work or me or whatever feels most in alignment for you to share. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've been following you for a while, kind of. In the, well, first of all, I, I'm Jakob. I'm a 27-year-old man from Norway. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I've been fascinated and interested in, um, you know, philosophy and uh, spirituality and kind of questioning a lot of things uh, my entire life, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm always on the search for new perspectives or new uh, angles and maybe labels to to um, describe and, and understand the world a little bit better. Uh, and, and then I just generally started looking for more uh, information. And the more I found, the more skeptical I got and the more curious I got, because I got to be honest, like <laughs> you, um, there's so many things that you're uh, promoting and, and saying that really resonates. Uh, and that I am like uh, I'm struggling to find other sources with that level of um, reception. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just uh, mm-hmm. the way you you put things uh, really clicks for me. Uh, but on the other hand, there are some stuff that you're <laughs> talking about, or and also like that I know that you're. Uh, promoting and you have on your website and with um, with this energy work and and those kinds of things which are just far beyond what I can um, kind of accept as of right now um, so right. so it's an interesting situation because uh, I'm like I'm constantly like is it all bullshit like or is it all real or <laughs> Uh, so I, I'm like I feel like I'm uh, putting myself out there a bit because it's like yeah yeah this might be just a total scam but or it might be just unbelievably <laughs> you know cool because uh, again it's like I I do really resonate with a lot of the things you say but also some of the things are just so out there so mm-hmm. that's that's a little preface of where where I stand as of as of right now. Well, I love that. I love that because it's it's rare that a person will be on one of these podcast episodes um, from any place of like true skepticism. And mm. you may possibly not uh, not assume it, but um, you know, I'm one of the most skeptical people that I encounter generally, and I, I've approached this work um, almost obsessively, pragmatically, since the moment I started any form of like spiritual or energetic interest. I, I was almost approaching it to prove it wrong. Um, mm. That's that's how I began ultimately. Um, even learning traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture, um, yeah, even then I was entering it going. I don't know about this. I'm pretty sure that this is nonsense, but let me let me see if it's actually true. Um, so I really appreciate that. I really appreciate a person who's willing to 
be skeptical and challenge stuff and not believe something that just some person on the internet or some teacher says just because they seem reputable. Uh, that, that's that's one of the quickest ways to just kind of turn into an idiot um, or at least to be conditioned and programmed. So I feel it's really important that we can have a healthy mode of inquiry into anything that we that we find difficult to believe or or that we assume is bullshit so i love that i love that mm-hmm. i love to you know get into the meat of that with you if that's something that wants to come up today i think a lot of the questions are poking at certain things trying to, Great. to make make my mind up a bit more about who you are and where you're coming from and mm-hmm. um so that will be very interesting. I think uh, maybe one of my questions is kind of a good segue. Um, mm-hmm. and Or at least I started thinking as you were talking, like, can you uh, describe what was it that you, when was the point where you, you started to, to see, oh, this is actually, there's something to this? Uh, was there a, a specific... Um, teacher or a, or a moment or some someone you saw that do something that you can believe or uh, like when did mm-hmm. the skepticism kind of uh, get the, a smack in the face of oh this is actually real I feel like there's been a lot of different moments where that's happened to different levels and to different degrees um the first moment for me that I that I kind of consciously remember is when I started uh, Chinese medicine when I when I entered into into those studies for the period of four years and I I met uh, a lecturer there who turned out to to be an incredibly prominent figure and and I was I would go to say the only mentor of mine up to that point and up to this point really like the significance of it was life-altering for me and seeing and not only seeing but feeling what this individual who's no longer present on the planet anymore he's passed on but Mm. seeing what this individual was able to do which confused my mind immediately it made me angry it made me sad it made me question a lot of stuff but that's probably when i first started to be like okay there's something here worth looking at in terms of what we don't see but what is very very present and from that point when i started to put my hands on people in 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 college as i was studying Chinese medicine and acupuncture and learning about the meridians and all these different energetic channels, starting to really feel, oh, wow, there's something very palpable here that's happening. I don't understand it yet, but if I touch down here, there's a response up there. Um, And then after that, Again, there's been so many moments of these that I'm I'm definitely rolling many of them into one, right? As I as I say this, um, but I also remember seeing someone relatively close to me in my life who was also an acupuncturist long before me, giving acupuncture to horses. Uh, this was in my skeptical phase because I was like, well, humans, you know. They know they're laying down. They know they're receiving a treatment. So maybe there's a bunch of placebo that's happening here. Yeah, yeah. But horses are just being horses. And I remember this moment where we went to this farm and I was kind of just shadowing this person because I was interested in, in seeing what it was about horses. I never knew horses were being treated with Chinese medicine. <laughs> and I remember the experience of seeing this horse really in a state of panic and that's why the owner called this person over because the racehorse was freaking out there was intense levels of anxiety chaos 
and just sheer panic in this in this animal. And I saw the person that I was with put two needles in. This is a huge horse. And mm. she used two tiny, thin little needles and she put one into his upper back and one in around the back leg, just two points on this massive animal. And within about 30 seconds, I saw and felt this entire creature just settle mm. and stop. And that for me was an incredibly transformative moment in my understanding of, okay, something definitely happened. That horse is not mm. being paid to agree. Yeah. What is this? Because I was very logically looking at the size of the animal and then the size of the tiny little needles thinner than a human hair that was put in. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what's, what's going on here? And mm. then from that point, it was everything is just building on that over the years and and always being a student of of this. And the more that I feel energy and assist energy and support energy in myself and other people, the more that I realize I know nothing mm. because of of the types of experiences that I've been a part of with people. So I don't know if yeah. that answers your question, but that, that for me yeah. is what comes to awareness in this moment. But I'm, I'm sure there's hundreds of other moments that, that could come up in different times. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, as you're talking, I'm like, it is too good to be true. Like it's, it can't be, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I hear you. But, that's uh, what that's what yeah, I felt. Yeah. I felt yeah. so light too. I felt so light too. Yeah. And uh, and also you mentioned this whole with uh, the placebo, which is something I've been contemplating about since we started or since mm -hmm. I joined your Patreon. Right. Um and the thing is cuz yeah, cuz you would say things like um yeah, guiding your awareness to to a specific um, place in your body, or um, kind of you could use like a mantra to 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 open up, or like you would express uh, something, and then the the body would follow, or the energy would follow. And uh, I was like, okay, but this is starting to sound like something where you're tricking yourself because you're um, you're kind of programming yourself to feel or like of sure if i like if i really it's like when you start thinking about having a, a tongue and mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like all you can feel and it's like it's just always in the way <laughs> uh so it's like i'm sure if i if i were to to stop and actually feel my body i would i would be able to find something i would be able to convince myself oh this is that mystical thing or something uh, or something but it's but it's not about convincing yourself because yeah, you no, that's see not your... what I'm saying, but that's that was but, my that was my right. what I was afraid of. Uh, but uh, just let, uh, so I can finish, because what I sure. uh, what I then started noticing and realizing uh, was that the my awareness is almost like a cursor on a computer screen. Uh, it's like if I if I choose to point it at a specific place. Um, I will start to notice things that I really hadn't paid attention to before. And so that was kind of the the point for me where I started to think, okay, maybe there's something to this because um, why, how would I know if I never re really looked for it or, or put off the, the time and, um, and put the effort into, to actually allow whatever, whatever's there to unfold uh, in mm -hmm. a sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Our our intention or attention is everything. Because mm. that's yeah. all we'll see. That's all we'll be aware of. That's all we'll experience. Mm. And I mean, just traditionally throughout history, most spiritual work has always been kind of centered around be with yourself, feel yourself, look inwards, bring your attention mm. inwards for a moment. And I feel now more than ever that's a very important remedy to like the complete fucking madness that's 
that's present in the direction that we're going in technologically speaking. Um, oh, yeah. It, it offers it offers some very deep rest and relaxation because we're we're so overstimulated right now. Yeah. And that's that is also something I, I came to think about. Um you know, like a bunch of things I wanted to to ask about, but then it's like, you know, I'm waiting for this interview for a while and all of a sudden it's like too much. And, but something came up and um, mm. just to add to what I just said, really, um, I think that because I've been like meditating for years and really had like a daily practice and, and put effort in to to see the, the benefits of that. And it, surely uh, I felt those. But what I think is um, new for me with your work is the whole um, awareness of the body and how the body is kind of pulling me into the moment. And it's like an anchor to the, to the now, in a sense, where mm-hmm. before I would kind of try to just empty, just empty everything and just feel nothing and, and think nothing and just be complete nothingness. Um, but that's so fragile and a thought will always, you know, come and go. So there was something about that, that kind of, it never gave me the results I was, I was hoping for, but, uh, after learning more about the things that you teach, um, and started putting my awareness at, uh, in my body, um, I started noticing how how that awareness is, is is actually keeping me more present because it's it's reminding me of of being here in a sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a that is a nuance that I that I think a lot of people not necessarily are missing, but it would be nice for them to to uh, to know about because there's so much focus on the mind and so much focus on, on thinking and these things um, mm-hmm. but actually respecting the the vehicle that is with us all the time um, so I thought that was really uh, cool <laughs> mm. beautiful well I'm I'm glad that that <clears throat> that, that was resonant for you and that um, that offered some some clarity for you mm. Um, okay there are a lot of teachers um, Mm -hmm. and most of them in my experience they at some point they kind of get corrupted uh, by their position and -hmm. it seems to be a deeply kind of paradoxical um, tendency uh, with this field or being a teacher in this field where and I, this is kind of half-baked thoughts but it seems like the second you are in the kind of a position of um, power where people are listening to what you're saying uh, and then that is kind of driving the uh, the momentum forward you, you get into a really um, dangerous territory where it can really kind of go south real quick. And I'm just curious yes. to, uh, what, what your thoughts are on this uh, for yourself. My intention, or at least a lot of my what's the word I can use here? There's a reason that I remove myself and I have removed myself from as much of the online space as possible. Like I have other people who look after social media that my name is on and like all of these things I am as plugged out of as possible because I'm very aware of the shiny, glittery, egoic temptation that is there for all humans in such a space. Mm. And the fact that people 
come to me to ask me questions from a perspective of of assumed knowing, I feel that there is a massive responsibility for me to never be corrupted or never to be caught up in the external perception of how other people see me. Because this is, I mean, what I've seen through spiritual teachers and and you know suddenly they want an ashram and they want a place where all their followers can live it's it's deeply dysfunctional and mm. it's very dangerous it's very very dangerous the the more time that i can spend being as simple as possible in relation to the nothingness that i am and the sheer joy and and just the bliss that comes through that that is that is my moment to moment daily responsibility if i'm continuing to show up in this work is how can i simplify myself more and more and more and more and more in order to remain as safe and as of integrity as possible and that's that's a daily commitment. That's a, that's daily dedication. Um, that's the only way that I see we can approach anything. Even the assumption that people would assume that I know, that is hard for me to grasp. Like I can be very outspoken. I can, I can sound very certain in the way that I communicate and the things that I say. And I see that people who are susceptible to like... Uh, you know, student guru type of energy where they almost want to like lean so fully into that or into me or into my teachings. That for me is a massive red flag and that is dangerous for me to be a part of. And I don't consent mm. to that. I don't want that. I feel it's incredibly dangerous for a person to be in a position of leadership or authority or guidance when they receive validation or love from the approval of other people liking them or following them. Mm -hmm. That is dangerous. And I don't feel like anyone who has a tendency to lean towards that should really be in that position because it may be too challenging for them to, to hold steady to. Um, and it's always yeah. a conflict for me. I'm in moments where I, I'm just like, haven't seen a laptop or a screen or I'm like, I'm, I don't want to go on here. I don't want to have this conversation. Like I'm consistently understanding more and more just how much I don't know about everything. Mm. So it's a very weird experience for me sometimes to be in front of groups of people and like having them ask me questions. It's like I'm looking at myself from outside of myself going, this is strange and how do I, how do I protect this? How do I have this remain safe for everyone involved? Because I really want to normalize energy, spiritual development, and just what it means to be here as a human. I want to normalize that and simplify that. There's nothing mystical mm. about it, right? Just mm. because someone wears baggy pants and some fucking beads around their neck doesn't mean they're a teacher, right? Like there's so much egoic trend stuff that's attached to this right now. Yeah. Like there's a whole style <laughs> That is yeah. that sits alongside it, and it's creepy. It's really, really creepy, and mm. I don't know the answer or the solution to it. But what I do know, through doing this work for the amount of time that I do it, is when, when I'm with a person, living the way that I choose to live for me first and foremost, because I'm just figuring out and doing my utmost to, to stay true to me in every moment. As long as I'm there, there is an energetic frequency that is that is expressed, that is communicated, that is transmitted, whatever word you want to use. And I see it create a lot of feeling and transformation in people who are available for that, to look deeper at themselves, to feel themselves more. I feel people feeling or even being forced to feel so much more in their body and their energetic system. Everything starts to wake up uh, when I'm with a person. And I'm also aware that I never want to be conditioning a person further. That's why I share what's true for me. And then I always do my utmost to remember to say, 
Now try it out for yourself. Mm. And please don't listen to me as truth. Like you need mm. to make this feel correct for you, whatever that means for you. Because mm. I don't want the responsibility of your truth. Mm. So it's it's forever uh, tricky and like a minefield. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know that's that's my response to it. But um, to answer your original question, the more present I am in my own life, the more I can continuously forget the narratives that are projected onto me, and then I can stay simple. And then I can stay mm. as safe as I can be in this moment for other people. Mm. And I also just on a very practical level, my inner circle of humans in my life are incredibly solid people. Mm. And not all of them are like spiritually inclined or talk about energy because I don't actually want to really be around that conversation all the time mm. i'm so bored yeah. of it in, in many ways so yeah. i i love just being around people who are who are exceptional at the way that they show up whatever that is for them and mm. it's the differences that support me it's the differences that nourish me but the 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 one thing that's so important to me is everyone is so honest with me and will reflect mm. stuff to me and are not like afraid to say stuff to me it's it's really important that I'm that I have people in my life who are just really fucking clear with me because I'm clear with them. And to me, that's like the most beautiful form of, of friendship and connection. Hmm. The things you're saying, there are, um, uh, what's the word? Comforting? No, not comforting. But uh, you, 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 you're, uh, yeah, you're uh, coming off as a human, you know, uh, which is very uh, a good a good thing because, uh, as you said and as you just described, um, the the tendency to lose oneself in, in this field just seems to be it almost seems to be inevitable, and um, hearing your your rationale behind it and and how thorough you you're going about it um it's a solid um, staple of um integrity i guess but i don't want to i i never want to dupe people further than they've been duped because mm. i see the bullshit that is present, especially right now in the whole spiritual development and relational and polarity space. There's so much toxic teachings in it. Mm. And it's not because people are bad. People mean well. But we can only see what we can see. So we're just going to function mm. from that place of self-awareness. And that's maybe because it's, it's so subtle um it's so unbelievably um subtle it seems like to me at least uh and when you're talking and teaching your um your take on it as you mentioned like it is as simple as it possibly could be and it's uh i guess the second you start to um kind of um market it and you try to to label it and you start to specify things then then you you lose the 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 subtle just very pure kind of um real version of it and and it gets more and more um yeah kind of lost in translation i guess um it's so just complicated yeah and how do you because the question i've been asking myself is like why do i listen to you mm -hmm. why does it resonate and and why do i why 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 did i end up in this position in the first place why do i feel the need to to be kind of exposed for for that type of um wisdom um 
because it seems it's like um yeah you're you're not you're not really teaching well you gotta stop me if i'm if i'm saying something wrong here but it seems like you're you're not telling anyone to do anything uh really you're not giving specific advice about almost anything but it seems like it's just uh um the the pointing at oneself that that you're very good at somehow and with your presence it's more effective maybe um and that's such a undescribable thing in a sense so of course it's tricky to to i guess teach it on, on a broader scale because it is so um so very um subtle well i always say that it's it's not a teaching, it's an experience. Mm. And I feel that's what people, uh, I can't speak for other, for other teachers or coaches, but I feel that's what people come to or are drawn to me for, is for the experience of that. And the experience of me, which and ultimately the experience of me, all that is, is how I've chosen to show up and embody myself and live my life. And to mm. share from that place. And in a time where there, there is so much confusion and suffering and mental health issues and overstimulation. I feel it's something that people are drawn to 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 be in in a space or a room or a call with someone who is living in a certain way that may be very unusual today. Mm. And I feel that there's an honesty in that. I um I would hope that there would be an honesty, that people would experience an honesty from me. I'm not here to pretend. I'm not here to put on a show. I'm not here to perform for anybody. I've never tried to sell anybody on anything. I've just said, this is what I'm here for. This is what I offer. You choose if that feels right for you. But mm. my, so my deepest intention in being in front of people is not to be the best teacher, it's not to say the coolest things. It's not to be the most spectacular. It's nothing to do with that. I don't want that type of attention. My deepest reason for showing up is because I see and I feel and I hear the level of just human guttural pain and angst that comes with how we have been programmed to live and how neglected we have been and how how much we've been pulled into our minds mm. and my deepest intention is to be an embodied example of allowing ourselves to be completely okay with that which we are with who we are and to allow ourselves to be so normal and so simple and so honest that you don't have to perform for anyone. And the fact that you're performing is why you're so fucking sick. Mm. That's that's what I show up on. Everything I do for is to be like, hey, you're allowed to settle into yourself and you're allowed to be sweet to yourself and you're allowed to feel everything that's going on in you. I had to do it. I I went through that process. Every day I'm in that process. It never stops. That's it. That's the only reason that I do what I do. Mm. Is because, hey, you don't have to try so hard. What if you were to start learning to feel and be loving with yourself? Now, I don't have a six-step program that's priced one, 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 one for you to learn that. It's going to take you years and potentially your entire life to be in that. I'm not here to sell anyone pipe dreams. Mm -hmm. 
but it's a commitment that is so worth it. Mm. And that's my intention. And my 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 work is to strip back layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of myself so that I can mm. be more and more human to people. So they can stop mm. pedestaling me and going, oh, he has all the answers. Mm. The truest answer that I have for a person is complete fucking silence. Mm. That's that's the truest answer. Everything else is just my opinion and my experience. And also, if we're going to go into the land of woo-woo, something does happen when I'm in front of a group or when I'm working with someone where I switch off and something else switches on. And I'm slow to talk about that because there's enough people going, I'm channeling, I'm channeling from the Palladians and from the aliens. So I don't want to really, I don't want to say words that would feed that because I don't want to have it so mystical. It's like, no, this is just you being aligned with yourself. But I'm like, this is what I'm here to do. And I forget everything that I say in certain moments. And to me, it's like, well, that's such a beautiful experience to be in. And there's something else that I don't understand cognitively that's happening when a person is in front of me. But it feels so correct in my system. I'm not trying to understand anything anymore. There's nothing to really understand at this point. I'm here to be and to be as honest as mm-hmm. I can be. And um, and I see different levels of that, you know, in the Patreon, different calls, the courses. The, there, There's a certain level of help. These podcasts, there's a certain level of help and activation that can occur through that in a person's body. The most potent way to to work with that is, of course, one-on-one. When I work with someone one-on-one, that is like the deepest stuff starts to shift. And second to that is the men's group and the women's group. Mm. And that's how I've seen this work. work. Mm. And all I ask for people is to stop getting so caught up in the fact that people outside of you have all the answers. I, I I have a lot of wisdom to share that comes through me the way that it comes through me, but that doesn't mean I have any answers for you. Yeah. Wisdom and answers are two completely different things. I I, I think uh, even that is it's almost like an addiction, just like, oh, I just need to hear people tell me that I have all the answers. It's like, yeah, stop listening to them and just <laughs> listen to yourself. It's like, no, I, I want to hear them tell me. <laughs> you know? yeah, but it's hard uh, to receive that when a person feels scared and lost. Mm. Because their fear, their ego, their mind is telling them, we need these answers in order to survive. So there are stepping stones in that, where Mm. they may default initially to going to someone who's very practical, who can give them all the heady spiritual information that their mind wants. But over time, that will start to fall away. And they may realize that, that mostly everything out there is absolute nonsense. And in moments, yeah. there's 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 people who are bringing some clarity, simplicity, but it's rare. It's very very rare. Mm. And I don't claim to be the best at anything or the more aligned in anything. I'm just trying to learn how to sit down as a human. And mm. if that resonates with the person, if that feels good for them in this moment, great. Like I, I'd love to share stuff with you, but. There's many people that it, it doesn't. Mm. That's all my practical talk, but then there's something else that's happened that happens that I don't cognitively understand energetically. Mm. That is the work that I do. And that's the part that mm. I have less and less uh, cognitive understanding of the more that I do mm. this work. I'm sitting there going, Whoa, what the what the hell is happening mm. here? How is mm. this happening? I don't understand it. And right. that's what has me feel far more in service because much earlier on, I was more identified with, oh, I'm the power in this. Mm. Now I'm seeing I I have nothing to do with it. Mm. I, I get to watch it, but it's not me. Mm. And it can turn itself off whenever it wants to. And the day that it might do that is the day that I... 
I won't I won't really want to do this anymore. And you think you are um, kind of uh, put together in a way that is very supportive to to that quality, or is it something that you believe everybody has access to if they choose to? Can you uh, make the question more specific? Because I don't know what you're actually asking. Oh, so now I'm kind of referring to the um, the thing that happened to you when you when you don't understand intellectually what's going on, and and, mm. and you're uh, as you just said, like you're you're not the one really doing it. It's kind of happening through you, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, I assume you're referring to the energetic work. Yes. And I'm just curious to do you think that is something that is specifically um, like you have a talent for that? And how how rare is that? Or is it just the way we're living that makes uh, makes like people like me or most people probably mm-hmm. listening to you going like, whoa, he's uh, <laughs> superhuman mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Well, it's not that I'm superhuman. I'm just super simplified which these days appears to be superhuman. Uh, when yeah. there's less noise, our innate talents and our innate design gets to come through. That's at least mm. what I've understood in this process. Mm. To answer your question, do I feel that the way that I work with people or what comes through with people or how I can sense things in people or point things out, all of that I feel is in my design is how I've been put here essentially. And I, I, I don't feel like many people work like that, but Mm. I also feel like every single person has their innate configuration that if they are to come into deep alignment with it is, is incredibly potent for what they're here to do. So it's not about trying to compare it's like we're all just mm-hmm. different cogs. We all just function differently. And none of none of it is better or worse than the other. But would like, you say that the common theme is the, like it might take a different form or different shape, but it will come from a place of um, like um, simplicity and letting the energy flow (laughs) or well um... since 2010 once i started practicing acupuncture and started putting my hands on people and then working energetically with people over these years it's very clear to me that we are all made of the same thing Mm. the the energy that imbibes me and that moves through my body and my cells and inspires me is the same energy in you. That's the Mm -hmm. only way I can engage with that in you is because it's me. Mm -hmm. And this whole concept of oneness, which we hear um, maybe tossed around in certain ways, uh, there's deep truth to that that word. Mm -hmm. It's it's all the same electricity that, that keeps everything functioning. You can have all the healthy organs in your body and Everything can be working perfectly, but when that electricity chooses to leave your physicality, well, now you now you fall to the ground and it's done. So there's an mm. animating force that is present mm. in all of us just by the, the, the nature that we are in life right now. Mm. And that force is the same in every one of us. It all is, the, in my experience, at least in my full sense, it is the same energy. That's why when we come together relationally as humans, it can feel so beautiful and mm. expansive. And there can be so much love and bliss that opens in that. Is because mm. there's just more God in this space. Mm. There's just more of us to touch. So I don't feel like there's anything significantly <laughs> special about me this is just my configuration and we happen to be in a moment of time where it may be useful to people mm-hmm. but also i could be here in a moment in history earlier on or in the future where it's completely useless to what's what's going on mm-hmm. 
if everyone was aligned to a certain degree, what I what I have to bring is useless. Mm. Because everyone's already in that. Yeah. Right. So it's again, it's normalizing it. There's nothing mystical about any of this. <laughs> but yeah, the mind I hear, I hear the, you saying it. <laughs> right. But the mind will never be able to understand it. Because yeah. there, there's two levels of moving around here. There's thinking and there's mm. being slash mm. feeling. Those mm. are two completely different languages and experiences. I think, can I, do we have time for one more question? Yeah, I'm... I'm open to if there's even a few more that you have that feel important for you, because I feel like this is a very important conversation to be having. And I love mm -hmm. that you that you've brought these questions to me. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Um, yeah, it's uh, so nice to because like these these are the questions I've been thinking as I've been listening to the other things. And I'm like, People, why aren't you asking about this? Ask him, you know, and they're like, oh, well, well, blah, blah. yeah, well, I, I deeply appreciate it because any opportunity I have to burst bubbles, well, yes, yeah. let's, let's burst more bubbles. That That's that's safer for everybody. So I, I appreciate you having, you know, even the willingness or the courage to come on and go, okay, let me let me challenge him on some things that he hasn't been asked yet. That's mm. like, I'm, I'm very grateful for that because I feel more seen by you yeah yeah right hmm. um oh let me see when okay um but when we're on a on a video call mm -hmm. and we're talking about someone's pain in their what one of the participants has a pain in their back or something and then i see you lift your hands and you start doing some movements and stuff <laughs> uh to have i done that yeah you you did it once well oh well but also like uh well in in the same thread like there are also these these clips on you uh doing right. energy work over over zoom or whatever uh -huh. um and i guess it's in the same vein and i'm just uh is that is that like a technical skill that you learned during your Chinese medicine practice? Because that no. seems so specific. Well, it's so actually there are components of it that have been informed by my medical Qigong learning. Mm. So there are movements that I guess I will default to physically speaking as I'm engaging with energy, but they're not necessary. Mm. I I mean I can just sit there and not move and still still do the same thing or still engage energetically in the same way, but it serves as a pointer for me, I guess. Okay. So there's moments where I'll be using the hand, and then there's moments where I just won't use the hand. Depending yeah. on also if I feel this person, if a person is very close to the concept of energy in order to support that person, the, the worst thing I could do is lift my hand up and start moving it around like I'm casting spells or something, you know, mm. and that'll trigger all their contraction. So <laughs> luckily, energy, energy isn't dependent on that. Yeah, okay. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. Or is it? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it'll, it'll okay. work with whatever, whatever you say it works with. Because we're the thing that we're looking to work with. We are that energy. But but also, and this is, I, I hate to, you're probably going to accuse me of asking the masculine questions now <laughs> as you've done before, but... Don't but, project. Uh, <laughs> you're projecting. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, to me, like, so the first time you you notice that you could reach someone through the phone or through the, mm -hmm. the camera of the shitty webcam, like that must have felt uh, exciting or, or 
surprising, no? I can't remember. Honestly. It's because it seems it seems like you would have to like if we're gonna accept the whole, you know, energy thing, and it's like but but how do how would you just like connect to someone through the, the low res camera and 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 I've you know I've I've seen the the clips and I'm like this is crazy. Uh, well, I guess doesn't it's... It, isn't it crazy to you? I mean, obviously not now, but yeah, uh, you see, it was such a slow, organic process for me that it was never like one day nothing and the next day everything. It you know it started mm. quite practically with me putting my hands on people and feeling meridians and starting to feel some tingles under my hands on a, under, on a person's body. And like, it was very gradual in certain capacities. Um, of course, there's, there have been moments where then in my, in my body without actually having a person in the room, I'm like, Oh, wow. How, how am I feeling everything that's opening in them in me? So you're mm. saying connecting to them through a shitty low-res camera. Uh, I'm not connecting to them through a shitty low-res camera. I don't need to go anywhere to connect with them because they're in me. So I'm just finding them in me. So everything that I'm talking about is not through the practicality that you see what's happening with the hands or the visual or the time and the space Everything that I'm talking about is coming from the ability to feel first. How deeply can we feel? Because that's what opens us into everything that's possible. And there's many different layers and levels of feeling and attunement in feeling. Mm. So that's the first aspect. And then the second aspect is how much have you cultivated the ability to stay present with what you're feeling without being distracted by your thoughts or your labeling or your judgments, because that will disconnect from that energy. That'll disconnect from the experience with the other person. Thank you for listening to some of today's episode. If you'd like to hear the full conversation, along with the live Qigong classes, Q&A group sessions, and Tea with Chris, you can head over to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash Chris Bale. Thank you as always for your support. And we will see you back here on the next episode. Ciao.